Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Compassion Before Judgment podcast. Welcome to the show. The podcast is hosted by my mom, Jagdeep Hare. Hello, everybody. I am here today with Ashley Van Brabant, who is the founder of the Adventurous Spirit, creator of the Unlearn and Awaken program, and a licensed belief repatterning practitioner. She is she was grown up in the rural Alberta, where she has a sensitive soul with a passion for horses, nature, and spirituality. And now she is a transformative leader, standing for equality, leadership, hope, and adventure. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you. I am super excited to be here. I'm super excited to have you here. So thanks for taking out the time. So if you want to jump in and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, and then I can't wait for everyone to hear about the belief repatterning and what, how that works, what it's all about, and how they can get started on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my own journey to belief repatterning was pretty... Um, pretty long in the making, but I think it was divinely inspired that I get there. Um, I grew up in my life and I struggled with depression really early on, which I didn't realize at the same time, what at the time, you know, I just had no idea. I was just busy growing up and I thought everybody was like this. Um, it turns out that they were not. And I started my kind of alternative health journey, you could say pretty early um, around 12. Um, yeah, I started getting body talk sessions, um, for anybody who knows what body talk is, it's an alternative or who doesn't know what body talk is. It's an alternative, um, healing modality. Um, and, and that kind of springboarded me into the world of spirituality. And I remember reading Eckhart Tolle, the power of now, uh, when I was in high school and I just loved it. Um, not many of my friends did, they didn't really get it, but I was like set on this spiritual path and I ended up going to university. Um, at the time, one of the universities local to me was offering a holistic health practitioner program. Mm. And so I decided to take it and I was like, well, this is, you know, perfect. Um, because I already know that I really enjoy this stuff and, um, halfway through that um, that diploma, um, I was starting my second year and I happened to be in the library and there was this book that caught my attention that was, you know, um, trick or treatment, the undeniable facts about alternative health. And I was like, oh, perfect. I can probably use some of this research, research for my papers. Um, there'll be some, you know, things that are, uh, don't support holistic health and there'll be some things that do and this will be awesome. Um, and I ended up reading the book and, um, the, <laughs> the outcomes weren't exactly what I was expecting. Um, the book was written in such an apologetic way. Um, and it had taken everything that I had learned in holistic health in my classes about, you know, research, how they don't, you know, include this and all of this stuff. And the book addressed everything and, um, it showed that there there wasn't really uh, any data that would suggest um, that acupuncture, homeopathy, um, 
and there was another one. Oh, I think it was herbs, like herbology, um, would would actually make a really significant difference. And chiropractic, they were like only lower back pain, and just the way the book was written and everything about it, and how my identity had really been formed around in alternative health, and it was really it was real for me. Um, it just ripped myself in two. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I just felt like reading that book, like everything I had ever known about, you know, what I believed was wrong, basically. Um, and and so I I was in a bit of a dilemma. I was like, do I finish my schooling or do I just drop out? Because I was like, well, there's no, I can't like, if this is true, then in being in integrity with myself, I, I can't practice this. Um, and so I chose to finish. So I finished my diploma, um, which gave me a certificate in Reiki, reflexology and acupressure. Um, and, and then I was really, I didn't know what to do. Um, <laughs> because so much of what I've had known and had held on to was according to this book, not real. And, and, um, so I was, I came to the conclusion eventually that, okay, so it feels real for me. So I'm going to continue to do this because it, it feels real for me. And, but I'm, I'm not going to practice it because I can't, I can't put that on other people or I can't, you know, preach it per se. Um, because even though it feels for me, it, it clearly for everyone else doesn't necessarily ring true. Um, and I ended up kind of just going through a little bit of a lost period in my life. I um, I kind of went back to school, took a business management certificate, um, and that got really too much. And so I went to Australia and backpacked around there for a year. I came back. I started working at um, a barn with um, some really good friends of mine. And it was around that time that um, I finally had to face a, a music a reality about about myself and that was that I was I was still really depressed um and that I had been depressed for most of my life and and um I had to acknowledge that mental illness is real and there's no I thought I thought that you know if I could like think my way out of it I would be fine (laughs) right (laughs) yeah yeah I I thought that depression meant that you couldn't get out of bed and if I could mentally go through all of the hoops to get myself out of bed then therefore I didn't have depression and there was nothing wrong right and so I lived most of my life like that um just jumping through mental hoops and using all of my willpower which is quite significant I have a lot of willpower um and eventually my willpower actually it broke I I I went through a mental health crisis and I couldn't, I, I couldn't will myself to do all of those things I used to do anymore. And I had to really uh, begin to accept some things about myself. And this is when belief repatterning entered my life. Um, so there was an intervention um, because I was actually quite suicidal at this time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my really good friend, um, I was still working at the barn and her and her husband 
um, have a horse training business. And so I was living there and also working there. And they said, okay. And they took the whole team uh, to this belief repatterning workshop called Flip Your Switch, which I highly recommend. Um, and I went there, they get you to take a picture at the beginning of the workshop. And um, I have my hoodie up, my face is like covered in shadow. Um, and I just like, when I look at that picture now, it's, it's um, painful, not because it brings up the pain, but because I can see the pain in myself. Right. Um, yeah. It, anybody looking at that picture would feel sad because you can see that that person is not okay. Mm -hmm. um, and then at the, something happened in the middle of that workshop that I can't put my finger on, but I left that workshop feeling barely suicidal. And because I had felt suicidal for a really long time, I was like, this is odd. Right. This is odd. This is odd that I went from like making plans to like, well, I don't know. You know, I don't, I, some, it was this, some in, in, in between place that I just, I didn't know about. Right. Um, and so I was like, okay, so clearly something, something about this worked. And, and so I, I started practicing it for myself. Um, so there's this daily habit in belief repatterning of, of picking a positive word of the day. So I'd pick a positive word on the day and maybe I'd, I would do some statements around it and and I kind of created this little you know center for myself in the kitchen I had some posters and and some words things and everything set up and so as I was going through this mental health crisis where I it was really hard to work um, I was shaking all of the time um, it was it was pretty serious and I'm glad that I had a safe space to land um, at the barn there because they were really flexible and understanding with me. They're like, you know what, if you do the work here, that's, that's cool. You know, take a break, come back to it, take another break. You know, they were really understanding and supportive. And so, yeah, I kept on using belief repatterning and I would, you know, fall down mental crevices and where it's just, you know, black and it's like this black hole of thought or no thought and, and so I would like pick myself up. I would head to the kitchen, do some relief repatterning, climb out of that mental crevice and, and be like, okay, cool. Like on, on kind of solid ground again. Um, and right. I would just do that over and over and over and over again. And I kept on going to the workshops you know, I went to, I think four workshops um, before I decided to become a practitioner and I decided to become a practitioner for, I mean, mostly my own mental well-being as, as much as to create a positive change in the world. So that that was my journey to belief repatterning. And yes, I'm super excited to talk about it because um, it's been clearly it's been really powerful and moving in my life. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing all that. And I mean, that's where it all starts, right? We have to do the work on ourselves if we want it to actually be effective with the people we work with, because textbook knowledge and lived experience is definitely two different things. <laughs> so true. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what exactly is belief repatterning for someone who's completely new to this? What is it? What do you go through when you go through, when you work with a practitioner through this? What is, if you want to share a little bit about what it's all about? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so belief repatterning is um, pretty brilliant. It was developed by a teacher um, in Alberta where I live. Uh, her oh. name is Suze Casey. Yeah, she um, she had gone through some pretty serious health uh, challenges and everything had said, you know, think positively. And she was like, that's great. Um, but how? Because I have a terminal diagnosis. And so if somebody could show me how, that would be really great. And um, it kind of hit her one day that she was like, oh, I, I'm a teacher. Like I write curriculum. If I had a student come to me and, and say, how do I think positively? I would, I would make a curriculum for them. Right. And, and so that's how belief repounding was developed. So it's based in learning theory, which is quite brilliant because one thing that our brains are really good at is learning. Um, and so that was how belief repounding is formed. And it's, it's a step-by-step process. Um, so there's seven steps. And it takes your brain from like being stuck in something that might be negative. Um, and it takes your brain through each step to get to the other side, to, to see the positive maybe aspects of it and to eventually, and to be grateful for that situation because of, of what you have learned from it. So it's really from going like being stuck in some ick, is that, that's what we call it in belief repounding, um, to get to the wow the wow right, of wow. why that happened. Um, and, and yeah, so it's in a, in a session, you would come to a practitioner and, and generally we would start first start talking about, you know, some of the good things that are happening in your life um, because that will put you in, in a more uh, solid frame to then look at some of the things that you want to maybe transform. Right. And, we would just, it's a statement kind of process. So if you think like affirmations, how you would repeat an affirmation, um, that's how each of the steps work. So it's really easy. It's really simple. So as a practitioner, I would create a statement and then you would repeat the statement. Um, and then we would just go through the seven steps, parroting statements back and forth to each other. So it's really simple. Um, and it is possibly the most powerful thing I have come across in terms of um, just its ability to start changing the brain in real time because you can see people like you know they open up to like oh there could be there could be a different side to this there could be something more to to this other than just you know feeling lost in this negative spin cycle um, in this story that I'm in and so it really kind of helps the brain rewrite or even just to continue writing the story about something that they were feeling really stuck in. Um, and that's the beauty of it. And the other beautiful thing is that it there are statements designed to put it in your subconscious brain to, to trigger a, rememory, right. a, rememory, a memory of it um, so that it starts to happen in your subconscious brain. And once your brain, like, figures out how to do this, which is one of the reasons I'm such a proponent of flip your switch, because people learn how to repattern for themselves. So once your brain realizes how to repattern for itself, then it can happen automatically. And when I was first introduced to this concept, because when I first went to the workshop, you know, Suze was up front and she was like, yeah, this will happen automatically. And she had, you know, a couple of other people tell their story about it. And I was like, baloney. This is because <laughs> I was just so cynical at the time. I was like, 
this doesn't work. I'm so tired of self-development, you know, BS. Um, and it was like, this doesn't work for anything, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, a year or so into my belief repounding practice, I started realizing that it was working without me knowing it. Right. I started yeah. having, you know, like maybe a negative thought would cross my mind and I'd be like, oh, hmm, how interesting. That's cool. I totally can believe this or I can believe this, which is also true. And right. I would like, I was like, oh, like, or I would encounter a situation and, and my thoughts around the situation were, com- would be completely different than how I would have perceived it in the past. And I was like, oh, man, this stuff is working. This is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty phenomenal when you see that shift in yourself and you're just, you're doing it without knowing you're doing it. So that's amazing. So when a, when a client or a patient comes to you, um, it, it seems to me like I just, I'm going to ask you a question here about, do they share the story that they have in their mind of what happened to them? And then you kind of do the statements with that and they kind of go through it and because what's coming up for me is EMDR is it kind of like EMDR where you're sharing your story and you're going through the emotions and as you're working through it the um the fire I guess or the the oh, what's the word I'm looking for you've got this drive or you've got this emotion attached to that story like a and charge as- Yes, a charge. And then as you are telling your story and you're going through it, the charge is lessening. Is it kind of like that or is it different? Um, It's similar. I personally haven't had, uh, is it EMDR? Yeah, super powerful. So I I personally haven't had a session. Right. Um, But some of my clients have. And so they've, they've equated and said that they're, they're similar. um, Okay, right. Some in some ways. So uh, yes, would be my answer. Um, I personally mm-hmm. haven't had any ex- experience with it, but some of my clients have said that they're similar. Yeah, um, just as you were explaining it, that came up for me. I'm like, it sounds like EMDR, and I just wanted to know if the difference was because with that one, you you keep repeating what happened to you or what your belief is, and then as you keep repeating it and you keep doing it, so it's it, it's that's great that your clients have actually brought that up. So that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I think one of the key differences is in belief repatterning, we uh, don't need to go into the story a lot of the times. Right. So we really start with like, okay, so this is how you're feeling. Um, it's really forward uh, moving. So it's like, okay, this is how you're feeling. And yep, that happened. Um, where do we want to go? So it's really yeah, about the, the, the other side of that and and so it's not so much of like repeating the story, but more so of moving through the story um, and and going through the key points of that belief and making a conscious choice about what you want to do with your life. So there's a lot of um, personal responsibility, I think, for me. Anyway, my, my takeaway personally in belief repounding is there's a lot of personal responsibility because... Um, one of the steps is choice. And so you get to make a conscious choice about where you want to go. And as a practitioner, like I'm not going to make that choice for you. That choice is left blank. So when I say the statement, the, the end of that statement is blank because 
this is your life and, yeah. and you get to choose. Right. That's great. Yeah. So do you um, like do do clients how often? Sorry, how soon do they feel that that difference? Like after one session and how long would a session be with you? And is it virtual? Is it in person? Do you want to share a little bit about the sessions and is there packages like what do you recommend? Yeah, perfect. OK, um, so a session is generally an hour. Um, I do offer some half hour sessions for some returning clients who just need a little pick me up. Um, but a session is generally an hour. And so most people will, I mean, something is always different at the end of the session. So people always feel great at the end of the session because the work we're doing is in, is in real time. Um, and it's really interesting because people, you think repeating words, that's so easy, right? People are like, oh, that's so easy. Of course I can do this. And then like halfway through the session, they're like, can you repeat that again? Mm -hmm. I just I can't word yet. And it's like, yeah, that's totally no normal response because your brain is rewiring itself right now. Right. Um, and so, you know, using words is hard while you're trying to rewire your beliefs. Um, so, so things happen in real time. Um, if somebody has something that I would call like, you know, a block or a specific area in their life they want to work on. Uh, one of the things I offer is what I call a, a transformation adventure. Um, so it's six sessions, which six sessions are generally enough to, to change and shift um, something that's been significant in somebody's right. life. Like often when somebody is stuck, they're stuck not because of one belief, they're stuck because multiple beliefs and multiple stories um, right. around that one thing. So it takes six sessions because, and I like to take time between the sessions. Um, so generally every, a session is every two weeks um, because I like to take that time for processing. I think right. um, just for processing, for gathering visible evidence of that your life is different or that there there is, you know, that other story running parallel in your life and you just haven't been noticing it because you didn't believe it was true. Um, and so, so that is the one part. And then I also have Un Unlearn and Awaken, which is a four-month uh, pretty in intensive um transformation wow yeah um, so and that is that kind of like an ongoing weekly or how does that work unlearn and awaken yes um so yeah so that one is weekly so I alternate between a belief repatterning session and then what I would call an integration session where we just come and and talk and create visible evidence about what we worked on in the belief repatterning session. Right. Um, and then it's a program that in the month one, we work on mind. So developing a growth mindset. Uh, month two, we work in the body. So um, we talk about needs and emotions and like processing your emotions. Uh, the third month is, oh, I have an alarm going off. There we go. The third month is where we work on a soul. So this is being who you really are, working on authenticity. And then in the fourth month, we work in community. 
So uh, one of the big outcomes of Unlearn and Awaken is creating peace. And so you need to be able to create peace in your mind, body, and soul before we can start, begin to create peace in the community. So it's really about that social aspect of being human um, that we we work a lot in. So that's that's kind of a gist of the Unlearn and Awaken program. That's great. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise and this information with us. Um, for anybody who didn't know about it, that's great. Look into that and um, and dig in and see where they want to go. So if someone wanted to connect with you, what is the best, like, where is the best place to connect with you? Do you have a website, social media, if you want to share? Absolutely. So um, I have a website. It's ashleyvanbrabant.com. Um, and you can also find me on Facebook, Ashley Van Brabant, Belief Repatterning Practitioner. Uh, that is my Facebook page. Um, and so those are probably the best two ways to connect with me. Okay, perfect. I will add those into the show notes as well. And thank you again for taking out the time to come and share all of this with us. I really appreciate it. And I hope that everybody found something in that that they didn't know and they can look into if this is something that you need that you think will will help you work with. Um, reach out to Ashley and just go from there. Thanks, Ashley. You're very welcome. Thank you so much, Jigdeep. I really enjoyed this conversation with you. Me too. Thanks. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you have any suggestions, we would love to hear from you.